Hi, and welcome to Effective's Top 10 Tips podcast. Each episode is a quick roundup of practical, easy-to-implement tips on a wide range of management and personal development themes. As always, full show notes for this episode, including a handy summary of each tip, are available on our website. Just see the episode notes for this and many other useful links. We also offer workshops and coaching on all topics covered in this podcast series. Today's episode is on managing poor performance. Tip number one, check for real. Before tackling any poor performance, you need to check that poor performance is real. To help with this, we have created a six-point checklist summarised by the acronym PLUX, P-L-U-C-K-S. So, is the performance being examined provable? Is there evidence of poor performance? Legitimate. Is it a legitimate performance issue? Usual. Is it an acceptable one-off or becoming usual? Consistent. Are you treating everyone the same? Known. Does the performer know this is a performance issue? Situation. Is there something in the person's life beyond work that might be a factor? If you'd like more detail, there's more information and relevant links in the episode notes. Tip number two. Resources. In our opinion, there are four key factors that separately or together underpin most poor performance. They are summarized under the acronym RKSA. The first of these four factors is resources. Does the individual performing the task have the necessary resources, such as a budget, time, and materials? Tip number three, knowledge. This breaks into two separate elements. Does the individual know what is required? And do they know why it's required? In terms of what is required, does the individual have sufficient information and detail? Is the goal clear? Are the performance indicators clear? And so on. In terms of why it's required, do they understand its significance or its importance? Because if the individual can't see any point in this particular requirement, then they're less likely to be motivated by it and prioritise it. Tip number four, skills. Does the individual have the skills necessary to deliver the performance required? And that means not just the base skills, but the skills to operate at the level of the standard or target set. Tip number five, attitude. Does the individual have an appropriate attitude for completing the task? Attitude is probably the single biggest predictor of behaviour, but it's not a causal relationship. Somebody can still have a less than positive attitude to a job, but still do it well. In some ways, that's the essence of professionalism, to not actually value the job, but to do your best nonetheless. Not every element of every job is motivational, or something we would choose to do. It just goes with the job. And if we have a sense of professionalism and professional pride, we'll do it to the best of our ability, even if we don't like it. And that's the difference between a negative attitude to a task and a positive attitude to your own professionalism. Tip number six, 
Not to challenge is to condone. Tackling poor performance is almost certainly uncomfortable for the manager and their member of staff. And when something is uncomfortable, it's easier perhaps to avoid dealing with it. The rest of this podcast focuses on five major problems that all managers will face if they avoid tackling poor performance. Firstly, it is part of the manager's responsibility to tackle any underperformance. And if they don't, they're in effect condoning it, legitimising it, in the eyes of that member of staff and anyone he or she works with. So there's no hiding place. The manager either challenges or condones. And while avoidance may be more comfortable in the short term, the longer-term consequences of such avoidance may be even more uncomfortable. Tip number seven, the moving spotlight. Initially, when poor performance occurs, it will be the poor performer who is spotlighted, who will get the attention. But if the manager avoids tackling the poor performer, then the spotlight will turn instead to that manager. More senior managers will be concerned by that manager's lack of action. And in turn, it may be that for senior managers, the poor performance of the manager now becomes the main issue. Tip number eight, poor skill power. Most managers do not get regular practice at dealing with poor performance. And guess what? Those that do usually get better at it. For many managers inexperienced in such situations, it feels like having to drive a car in traffic without having taken any lessons. They lack the skills to run a poor performance meeting well. And though it is true that skills will help, it's no excuse not to have them. There are plenty of opportunities to learn key skills, if not through internal courses, then on the internet or from books, videos, podcasts and articles. Ignorance and lack of experience is not an acceptable issue or excuse. Look at it another way. When you accepted the post of manager, did you also accept the responsibilities that came along with the post, as well as its status and salary? You can't legitimately accept the role and not the responsibilities that go with it, and that includes dealing with any underperformance in your team. Tip number nine, poor Willpower. In truth, a lack of skill may not be the main issue. Those who eventually tackle poor performance tend to find the experience better than they had expected. So the real problem leading to avoidance may well be fear and a lack of confidence. The less fearful, the more confident an individual is, the more likely it is that the main skills will appear and rise to the surface. So it's often more to do with willpower than skill power. If this is the case, a useful starting point can be to reframe the likely meeting as having an intelligent conversation. Don't frame it as a difficult conversation. Defining it as such makes it more likely to be so. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Tip number 10. Worse later. Not tackling it makes it worse and longer, not better and shorter. It is, in effect, prioritising short-term gain, avoidance, for the longer-term pain, which includes the problem persisting and being an example set of tolerating poor performance, which will either annoy others who might be affected by this poor performance or, might alternatively, 
who might adopt such poor performance themselves. So, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it or leave us a review. Remember, you can find full show notes on our website, plus a growing library of free resources which you can easily search by theme to find content that's relevant for you. We also offer workshops and coaching on a wide range of topics. Links to all of these resources are in the episode notes. Thank you.